From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 Podcast, powered by our proud partners, College Promoters USA. College Promoters USA, they are America's premier college prep program and high school student-athlete marketing service since 1997. Located here locally in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. You can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on what they're about and the many awesome things they're doing on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. My next guests, they are the head men's and women, the coaching staff, right? The heart and soul of the, the soccer coaching staffs at Kettle Mills High School. They are they are Clint Kimsey, the head men's soccer coach, and Mike Campbell, the head women's soccer coach of the Cattle Mills High School Foxes. Coaches, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, Thank you. doing good. Thanks for asking. Thank you for being here. Excited to have you all on. You guys decided to go all out. We got the step and repeat background here going on yeah. behind you. I love it. I love it. Big um, things so, going on, Cattle Mills. There you go. There you go. So, um, and in speaking of backgrounds, really quick, before we kind of dive in, because we're going to really pretty much dive in and start talking all kinds of stuff, um, just give us briefly a little bit, of a back, little bit of a background on each of you on where you've been and how you got to Cattle Mills. Go ahead. No, ladies first, I feel like. Because you're the girl's side, right? Yeah. Side. All right um, again, my, I'm Mike Campbell. I've been here in Cattle Mills for my eighth year. Um, I started uh, coaching here uh, as a football coach. Um, uh, fortunate enough, uh, I've lived in this area for the last 15 years, uh, coach soccer at various different levels, but um, started here with the youth program and fortunate enough five years ago, um, or this would be the fifth year, we, we've been able to start a program here at Catamills High School. So uh, it's kind of how it all started. So um, I'm a little newer to the Cattle Mills soccer landscape, um, but thankful for it. Um, I actually started my coaching career in Oklahoma. I was at Edmond North High School um, for a couple of years, and then I found my way down to Texas, um, got back to coaching a couple of years later after I finished my uh, finished up my degree. Um, and I actually started as the head women's soccer coach at Quinlan Ford High School, which is neighbor to Cattle Mills. So they don't hold it against me, which is good. Um, and then I've been, this is my second year on the boys' side here at Cattle Mills. And, and really, Coach Campbell, the uh, godfather of Cattle Mills, high school soccer um it, he's a big reason why i uh, i made the switch and we've just been uh, kind of been pals since then and it was a uh, never beat him when we competed against each other as coaches um but hey the boys scrimmage girls last year and we did beat him in the scrimmage so <laughs> so 
the godfather you got to give me a little bit more background on that mike on i don't know what he's that name I, I have no idea what he's talking uh, about it's something you know, I, so. I basically recently made up he's just i mean he's yeah. been around you know catamill soccer i think since the beginning um and i think that uh yeah. there's a lot of pride in that even though he wouldn't say that he's a very humble uh humble guy but um very quick to brag on him and what he's done for the programs so well it, and it was exciting um when i was asked probably six years ago, almost seven years ago when the process started, uh, getting all the research, uh, you know, doing the, the, the groundwork to get soccer here in Cattle Mills. And uh, like I say, I was, I'm privileged to, to be able to, you know, be part of that and uh, building a program that, you know, we can be proud of. Uh, so when uh, maybe when Coach uh, Coach Kimsey gets out of line a little bit, do you kind of hold that all-time series record over him? Do Absolutely, hundred kind of percent. Yeah. Remind him. It's about <laughs> daily, I think. So. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So thank you for that. Appreciate the uh, the background info there. Mm -hmm. And like I said, excited to have you all here today. And we're going to yeah. cover all kinds of stuff today. So let's start with, uh, I don't know if you all have heard, there's a pretty good sized tournament going on right now in, uh, in the Middle East right now in uh, one of the countries there, uh, Qatar, Qatar, whatever you want to call it. Uh, whatever is the preferred name, the correct name. I've heard just about everything, but uh, mm -hmm. your thoughts on the World Cup so far? I think they're playing soccer and I think they're playing it in Qatar. So um, <laughs> there it is. yeah, so a couple of things, I think um, I actually had a couple of points that I really wanted to like talk about. So I was excited to kind of talk through it, but um, obviously USA, you know, did pretty well in group play. I mean, didn't lose, um, didn't concede an open goal either, um, which is great. I thought Matt Turner looked fantastic in goal. I was a goalkeeper background. So I uh, love watching them play at that high level. Um, I think that we, shouldn't have drawn against Wales um, and just some things. I think as coaches, we've watched the game a little bit differently, but thankfully um, even at the high school we were at, we had, they were, it was on in a lot of classrooms. I mean, kids are talking about, so, I mean, there's random kids coming up to you saying, Oh, Hey, I'm really interested in soccer. And, and so I think it's great for the game and growing. Um, sadly, the USA lost obviously the Netherlands three, one over the weekend. And I think that we, um, had some bright moments in the tournament, but I think that overall um, making it to the group stage was good. But I definitely, I think, feel like a lot of us think that we probably could have done a little bit better. I think we have a great core group of players um, and just figuring that out. But it's easy to kind of backseat coach. I mean, we're not <laughs> Coach Berhalter. Um, and I think that he um, made decisions that he made based on lineup subs for different games. And so we're not there. Um, me personally, and I'm biased. Um, I'm a big fan of Daryl DK, um, Daryl Dyke. I know him from my time coaching actually at Edmond North High School. And of course he was hurt um, before the World Cup and, and getting back to that. But um, he's a phenomenal player. I think he could slot into that number nine role in the, in the U.S. team. But again, um, bias from my time as a Husky. Shout out to Coach Waugh over there, still doing things, three state titles and, and still coaching. So um, love him. He's nice. a great, great coach. Um, and then, yeah, um, that, that's kind of thoughts. I, goalkeepers are good. I think Matt Turner is great. Um, hopefully Zach Steffen, I think, can get back into good form and, and make it a competition. Yeah. And then we got young uh, Gaga Slonina, um is coming up. It's supposed to be pretty dang good, too. And so USA, I think, has always historically had pretty decent goalkeepers, especially at the international level. So looking forward to, what is it, um, United 2026, I think. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on the USA stuff. I know we got some games coming up. We were just talking about this. Who do you think your who do you think your favorite is to win, coach? Yeah, you know, I don't I keep going back and forth on that because there's the clear kind of obvious ones. Uh everyone's really looking at these semifinal matchups potentially, right. right? As far as from day one, the fact that you knew if if Brazil and Argentina won won their groups that they were going to be on a 
collision course, you know, path, whatever you want to call it to, mm -hmm. to the semifinal. Right. So, <clears throat> so they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be able to give us a final. They wouldn't be able to meet in a final, but there's all kinds of great storylines here. You know, you talk about <clears throat> Argentina, it is what it is. Potentially Messi's last hurrah versus, you know, versus the Netherlands. And what, what can you, what can we expect from them? You know, what, what can we get from them now? You know, they looked, they didn't look, they weren't very impressive in the group stage. And then versus the U.S., they clearly, I think from a coaching perspective, I think you saw the difference in terms of uh, game planning and adapting in, in Van Hall versus, versus Berhalter. I think, I think they, I think it was brilliant from their part, from the Netherlands staff to be able to kind of use, use the USA's strength and use it against us, right. Mm -hmm. In terms of attacking wanting to come forward and push. And uh, so I don't know. So that's, that's an interesting one there. You got Croatia and Brazil all, all, everything tells you that Brazil, if Brazil comes out with another fast start, which they're going to try to do at some point, I'm expecting the legs to just finally fall off on this Croatia group. Right. But, yeah. but they just, I don't know, man. they're just, they're grinders. They're, they're grinders. And if that goes to God forbid, somehow that ends up in penalties. I'm not betting against Croatia. I'm not yeah. And I think they looked good in penalties versus Japan. I was bummed. My wife and I literally were watching the Japan game versus Germany when it was one Oh Germany. And then we, the Japan goal and we were going crazy uh, just cause it's, it's so easy to get psyched about it. And then the second goal Japan upset Germany. So we're, okay. Hey, you know, USA, but we're going to kind of support Japan as well. Just, you know, be excited about that as underdogs. And then we saw them uh, with the, the other game. I think the Japan game, they played, gosh, who did they beat? And was it Spain, right? Yeah. Spain. They beat Spain two one, didn't they? And that one was on yeah, that, the kids. The kids showed me like a stream or something at school. And so in background, we kind of had that on as we were working and doing some stuff. And man, it was fun yeah. to see them too. But yeah, they fell against Croatia. And I think that Brazil, I think we'll probably get them there. And I think Argentina will probably beat Netherlands. And I'm right. personally England, France, England, France. I think yeah. that England, France has up to this point potential uh, match of the tournament, I think written all over. Yeah. It, right? Oh yeah. And, yeah, and this is now where you see this next stage, right? With we're past the group stage, and this is kind of one of the things that you saw, right? You saw a couple of things here. You saw, you saw some of the contenders from the pretenders, I guess, making it just feeling their way through the group stage and growing into the tournament, right? Growing into the tournament. Whereas, yeah. then you saw, you know, you saw someone like the like the U.S. who they were consistent through the group stage, but you saw, you know. They, I think, I think it was a learning, right? It was, it was a learning experience for us in terms of that next level, right? When you enter the knockout, when you enter the knockout stage. Oh, for um, sure. So with England and France, these styles make matchups. And I think these two particular styles, I think are going to treat us to a fun, a special match, I think. And then the one that everybody had on their bracket, of course, uh, Morocco and Portugal, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you want to bet right now against Morocco? I, I, I don't absolutely know. not. I mean, I don't. I don't think they pull it out. But man, it's it's going to be yeah. tough. It's, it's yeah. And that shootout, that shootout, and that goalkeeper was unreal. That goalkeeper right. was unreal. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Portugal. You know, I tweeted about it last night. This is probably the most fun Portugal group I can recall seeing since. Mm -hmm. I don't know, probably around maybe either 06 or the Euro, the 08 Euros, maybe. Yeah, you know? that was so, a good school. Yeah, right, right. So, so who knows? I mean, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't know. I think who I predicted going into the tournament was was Argentina, 
I had Argentina <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they had, they were going on that phenomenal run, everything. And then right out of the gate, right. Saudi Arabia, they lose to Saudi Arabia. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. So I think, you know, and they've had, they recently have had Brazil's number, including in, you know, <clears throat> including in, uh, in their, their confederation cup, you know, so, uh, the Copa del Rey. So, uh, you know, so I don't know if it'll be interesting if it's, if we see Brazil and, uh, Brazil and Argentina, um, what are, or Copa America, I should say, um, if we see Brazil and Argentina, what are going, cause these are two countries that despise each other. They know each other so well, yeah. you yeah. know, tactically. I think, I think as coaches, that's a kind, another kind of matchup that you just have to see because to the appreciation level of the, of the chess game that's happening is going to be special. Well, I think with what you said about Portugal, it's, it's really interesting to me is that I think one of the reasons why Portugal is so interesting is, yeah, you've got, I mean, you obviously got Cristiano Ronaldo, who's arguably one of the better players. I, I have Messi slightly over him, um, but that's just personal preference. I think a lot of people, you know, could debate that, but right, right, right. this Portugal team is young and they have a lot of very, very talented players. Um, and they're putting that together with some of that experience. I mean, shoot, it was what it was six, one, uh, the last game and Cristiano Ronaldo didn't score right so it's like it's how about the guy that steps in for him scores the only hat trick of the tournament and and probably just and probably just won himself about 50 to 75 million dollars in the process yeah well probably i mean euros but yes oh for sure right 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 yeah yeah so and that's one of that's going to be the other interesting part coming out of this right is the the projections of normally the the winter transfer market right in January is nowhere near as busy as the summer one just be, just mm -hmm. by virtue of how you know you're in the middle of a season versus at the end of a season and the length of it but all indications are that or projections are that this this transfer this winter transfer market will probably the, be the busiest or big moves that you've ever seen because yeah. of the World Cup you know because when are we playing a World Cup at this time of year so that's going to be interesting to see what happens what comes out of there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that depending on how all that goes, will be a, uh, a deciding factor. And if it will ever be in the, in the, you know, in this kind of window again, or if it's going to always stay in the summer. So that'll be interesting also to see. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, awesome. So coach, coach Campbell, any, any sure. thoughts, any additional world cup thoughts? Well, we I mean, uh, with my record against Coach Kimsey, I'm, I'm going to go with Brazil <laughs> to start with it. So uh, I, and I've yeah, got Argentina, so <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I can I can try to even the score a little bit. So right, yeah, yeah, awesome, good deal, good deal. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I want to say my heart wants to say Argentina, but I mean, now could you imagine? Let's just say this plays out somehow, right? And this is a lot of what ifs, but. Could you imagine if somehow we end up with Argentina and Portugal in the final? Could you imagine that? Yeah. So, all right. Awesome. So, so as we transition here, coaches, tell us, so my understanding, Mike, you, uh, coach Campbell, you, you were recently at the, the Tasco Texas high school soccer coaches convention in Galveston. Yep. Is that correct? Yes, I was. Yeah. yeah. I was. Awesome. So tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about the, uh, your experience what was what was that like what was what stood out to you what were your takeaways well been there the last three years um it has been probably the one of the best conventions i've been to um uh, not only i mean you go there you, you had the field sessions that and just some great speakers some great presenters that uh, um that 
you can always take something away from them. You know, um, my, my outlook when I go down there, if I can learn one thing that I can bring back to my program, uh, definitely worth it. And um, every year I've been, it, it's been the case. And uh, this year um, there was two or three things, you know, that, uh, that I, I'm going to implement in my program. And, and I think it's just going to help us, you know, tremendously, especially on the defensive end, that, uh, some where we'd struggled a little bit, but uh, some good ideas, some good, you know, drills to run. Um, the networking there is, is awesome. Um, and you get to, you know, and I know we're going to talk about Texas High School Coaching Association Convention here in a minute. But um, uh, when you go to the TASCO Convention, you're there with all soccer coaches, you know. So right. we all have this uh, common purpose to be there. And uh, it's just just amazing, uh, you know, of who you get to talk to, the vendors, you know, they're all soccer vendors, you know. So it, it's it's nice to, to be there and just be in that crowd. We're going to give a yeah, plug yeah. Innovations. Oh, yeah. Soccer Innovations been good guys. Jeremy <laughs> Elder over there. Shout out to Soccer Innovations. Great. It does a great job. He's a, he's a good guy. Awesome. All right. Shameless plug for Soccer Innovations. I love yeah, it. Got, yeah, to, yeah. got to support them. There you go. Awesome. So I have some other stuff. Good stuff. They put on good stuff. Um, so in that, Coach Campbell, particularly since you've mentioned the last three years, uh -huh. what um, – and I'm curious to get your take because I don't, I don't know if you know, but like we were there this year – Covering yes. it, it's the first time, first time Tasco's had a uh, <clears throat> has had a a podcast there. We were covering it, got to sit down and interview on camera. Probably, I think maybe seven, eight coaches, maybe nine, and then but off camera, probably spoke with probably about another three hundred coaches, maybe. Right. And uh, so it was it was great for us to you know a lot of lessons learned, a lot of good things in terms of going forward, uh, hopefully, you know, if, if Tasco will still invite us and have us as their guests, a lot of things that we kind of have planned in the future when we cover it. But I'm curious because I spoke with so many coaches and I picked up on some trends. So I'm curious from your perspective, especially since you've seen it over the last three years, what maybe what stood out to you about this year? What seemed different about this year compared to the, the previous years? Well, I, this year, I, I think probably the biggest thing that stood out is um, last couple of years. I know we had, you know, from the Houston Dynamo there, but uh, this year we had some, some great uh, speakers from, from like the women's side of soccer. And um, uh, I thought we had a great combination uh, of men's and women's side, you know, to represent. Um, I'm, I'll put a plug in there too for, uh, coach um, from Baylor University. I think she did a great job, uh, took a lot from what uh, she coach Lenore, yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, um, so I, I just thought we had they had a good selection uh, of, of people to talk to, uh, to learn from. And uh, it just wasn't one sided, you know, uh, boys and girls sides were, were represented very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. It, was, it seemed very well balanced. And I think the big thing that stood out to me, the more conversations I had with more coaches, especially coaches that have been there going there for a handful of years. Yes. Obviously impacted by COVID, but without right. a doubt, this was, everybody kept telling me that <clears throat> the amount of coaches that were there this year yeah, um, is what really stood out from the on-site registration. I mean, you had people registering 
you know, Friday midday, you know, in, right. in the middle, halfway, <laughs> halfway through the convention, people were still registering, which right. is pretty phenomenal. Right. So, um, so from that perspective, I think what I always say is when you go to these, what's worth the price of admission in itself, right. The price of membership registration, whatever you want to call it is where the biggest learning in my opinion happens is as you nailed it is in the networking, right. Is being right. able to bounce thoughts. You meet new people, bounce thoughts and ideas, some of the things that they have to, that they have to work with, that they have to deal with, how they handle it, what works for them. And then in that process, you know, you walk away with, you know, a minimum, a colleague, if not maybe a new lifelong friend potentially, right. Within our industry. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, within our profession, I should say. So, um, so now, um, coach Kimsey, talk to us a little bit. I know you're going to give us a perspective a little bit more in terms of the TH, uh, THSCA, yeah. summer convention tell us a little bit about that in general but then also from from the soccer coach's perspective who shows up and he's lost them is it like the where's waldo amongst all the uh, football coaches how does that how does that work so this is actually my second year um i was able to go to the the texas high school coaches association um and i i love it i think the networking is huge um it is really a good time to get together and go not only to get to know your staff but also to really learn and grow um and it's it's pretty great um between last year and this year i mean there's some great soccer sessions there and i know it seems like it's like oh it's mainly just football but man they're making leaps and bounds i mean the amount of other sport coaches, cross country, baseball, golf, swimming, just all these different coaches that are there um, is making it well worthwhile for even for a non-football coach. And the last two years, obviously, I've been coaching football and I've really enjoyed that, learned a lot on the football side of things. But um, with the convention, even I think majority of our coaching staff as a school was able to go down there, both girls and uh, men's side, um, boys side. And so it really allowed us to grow together as a staff, a lot of new coaches. And then two, we were able to meet up with boys and girls coaches while we're down there. So a lot of networking, a lot of time before it gets really going to, um, to, you know, invest in one another, build each other up and, and, and kind of build that um, continuity and the camaraderie. Um, uh, I've never been in a place that is more unified in what we're trying to do and, and kind of together um, than, than cattle mills. I think that comes down from our just amazing um, admin um, superintendent, uh, uh, you know, uh, athletic director, everything like that. Shout out to Mr. Allison and Coach Crane. Um, they do a fantastic job. But as for the actual convention, um, I went to um, several sessions um, that enjoyed a lot. Um, uh, met with some good coaches. I mean, it's always a good coach out there. I think the one I really got the most out of was uh, Hurtado from Deer Park High School. Um, he did a phenomenal job on a defensive tactic session and really enjoyed quite a bit of that and his culture and his community and everything like that. So you're always learning. You're always growing. Um, even met with your last guest, uh, Coach Upton over there. We were talking about um, logos and ended up we're going to go play in this um, big 4A tournament coming up uh, that first weekend in January that's got some teams in it. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's I mean, that's that's what it's about um, and getting that network, getting that knowledge. Um, I usually come back with several pages of notes. Um, and different drill ideas and, and really a couple different coaches phone numbers and, and finding out more and, and everything like that. So a great time. Um, I know it's going to be in, is it Houston? It's Houston this year. Um, and they're even making more like it's something where um, I, I haven't been able to go to the um, the Texas, the, the Tasco convention because um, 
the year before I had just had my first child. So my wife and I had had our first child um, like early November. So I was there. And then this year um, it was just football. We were still going, we were going playoffs. And so I wasn't able to go um, down for the convention. Um, Eventually, you know, I'd love to make it down there for the Tasco convention. Cause I, you know, always hear a lot of great things. And I see all this stuff from all the soccer coaches that I know. And I'm like, man, I'm jealous. And he was down there living it up. And so, um, you know, it, it's something you miss out on, but it just coaching different sports is, um, is great. And we love that. We're a big, big on dual sports at Kettle Mills. We got a lot of guys that do a lot of different things and are thankful for them and that opportunity. But yeah, the convention was awesome. Really enjoyed it. I cannot lie. I had a, gosh, I had, um, there was uh, one of the socials. I think it was the I think it was the Texas Hispanic Coaches Convention, you know, social, that that branch of uh, Texas high school coaches. They had this huge social and it was at like a barbecue place or something. And mm-hmm. I got like barbecue mac and cheese and pulled pork. And my goodness gracious, I still <laughs> remember it. It was so good. <laughs> um, it was great. Yeah, a good experience right. all around. Played terrible like, at golf, but, you know, that's normal. Yeah. So, but, uh, and just yeah. to add to that, uh, you know, that it has really grown for the soccer Um uh, sessions that I, I've been going that for the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. wow, from 10 years ago, you know, you could find one or two sessions, you, you were doing good, you know, and, right. and now just about every, every other hour, you know, um, you, you can find something to go to. So it, it was good. Right. As I said, yeah, the exactly. godfather of no. Catamill soccer, he's, he's got some good experience. So that's great. All right. Awesome. We'll start like trending it. on Twitter. Just wait for no, it. No. You know, and there's something to be said, too, about those locations, because uh, I experienced it myself this year. Okay. Uh, and, you know, Moody Gardens does a great job of hosting that, hosting it. It's a great setup. It's a great layout. And their staff is phenomenal. So big shout out to them. I can see why. You know, if I'm if I'm in any part of the state, nowhere near Galveston, my first question is, man, why do they got to have it all the way over there? Right. Right. But but then when you go there and you see it and having been there this year and just, you know, I can see why Tasco really considers them and likes to likes to work there, likes to operate out of there because their their staff is unbelievable. Their support staff, what they were able to do for even for us in the podcast was was great, you know, greatly appreciated. I got to experience that myself and the accommodations. It's just, it's a great setup. And uh, so, yeah, I think it was, it was a good experience as well for us, for the podcast. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I had, as you mentioned, the head coach Upton on here, you know, the previous episode and man, that guy, that guy won everything. He didn't leave anything. for yeah, anyone yeah, else, Everything you know? that they gave him. I got his tech ball you know, table so. over here. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than uh, my man at uh, Corsicana that took home, brought us. I, I don't know if you Look, heard this story. Brought a bus so he could take home goals. Which saw was that on Twitter. That's <laughs> dedication. Yeah, yeah. That's so shout out, shout out. Whatever to works. Uh, we coach, came back with a play I believe it is. Yeah. At, uh, yeah. But talking about the, the the numbers that you had mentioned a little bit ago, mm-hmm. um, I'm one of those that messed up. I waited too late to get my reservation down at Moody Gardens, and I tell you. I didn't get a room there, you know? So, uh, it's just, you know, two years ago or a year ago, I waited last minute and was able to get in, you know, without a problem. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, you know, it's growing. Uh, and yeah. if you want in, you better get in early, you know? <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, absolutely. And in speaking of that coach, um, so we talk about Tasco, THSCA, their conventions, but more than just that, why, or part of that, but, why do coaches, right? Maybe we have new coaches entering the profession, that first year coach, or sometimes we have coaches that they have to try to be sold on the the reason why they should be members. What's, you know, from your perspectives, 
why should why do coaches need to become or need to strongly consider becoming members and attend these these conventions? Well, uh, just to, to me, becoming a member, um, there's just so much more than just going to the convention. You know, um, like I say, you get there, you get a good networking system. But um, uh, I and I can't I'm going blank, but I can't remember exactly what you get in the membership of Tasco. But, you know, it's the it's the game planning software. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't think what it is, but that's it's a valuable board session. session yeah, it, session it is. Yeah, 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 And yeah. very, very valuable when you're, you're, you know, you're planning a practice and, you know, um, so trying to draw this stuff out, there's thousands and thousands of different drills and, and things to go through that, you know, you can go through the library. It's just a lot there, you know, and um, uh, very beneficial, you yeah. know. Well, even on the even on the football side of things, the, the Texas High School Coach Association. So there is a big push there to make that, again, not necessarily a football club, but make that really inclusive for all sports and when you join there it's you join i think you pay the the fee or whatever and then you also as you're joining you're like hey i'm joining as a member for the year and hey i'm attending the clinic as well and so it's both and the same thing with tasco you can do that at the same time i think can't you with the Mm -hmm. login but i don't know like i'm confused why because as a as a you know a young coach and a, a newer coach um i feel like it's I would not see any reason why I wouldn't want to be part of that program, even if I am paying, even if I have to pay with it for my own money, where most school districts are great in the fact that they'll pay for that membership for you, um, you know, as long as you're coaching for them. So I, I guess I don't, it's hard for me to wrap my head around why you wouldn't want to be a part of that because they're just fantastic organizations and I think they do things the right way. I think TASCO is growing. I think the Texas High School Coaches Association is growing. I know even, shoot, the Texas High School baseball coaches, whatever they were, the coaches or baseball coaches, I think are just getting ready to go to that and it's a big deal as well so i mean those those coaches organizations i think are doing good things for the sports in the in the in the state and i think tasco especially is really is kind of leading that so it's great and, uh, one other thing that's i feel that's good about your membership um you know when when the season comes toward the end it's you get to recognize your kids mm-hmm. you know yeah. um for the all state and the all academic and, and and all the work and you know obviously got to be a member to be able to vote that but you know, to be able to recognize your kids, that's, that's what it's about, you know, uh, yeah. especially if it's, you know, if they deserve something, uh, let's, let's get them voted in, you know, and, um, yeah. Awesome. So they are coach Clint, Clint Kimsey and Mike Campbell, the head men's and women's soccer coach of the Kettle Mills high school Foxes. So coaches, we talk about now we start looking at your season, right? Your upcoming season days away for, and you know, we're going to talk about scrimmages coming up, but um, you're making that move, right? That shift from the mammoth that was 11, four, a to still a very, very strong mm-hmm. district in 12, four, a, right. Yes. <clears throat> you know, that previous district 11, four, a included the likes of just to name a few Salina, <laughs> you know, Anna, Melissa, right. Which just, just a behemoth monsters. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Up, you know, yeah. 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 several rounds deep, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So, State champion, state, state runner champion, suicide, yeah. runner up on the exactly. boys. Yeah. Exactly. So now, so you're making that shift in 12-4A, but when you look back to to last year, right, and as it propels you to get ready for this season, what was maybe that perhaps that biggest lesson learned as you prepare for this new district this year? You want to start first? or Go ahead. That's fine. All right. 
Um, he, he likes to talk more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just, you know, I, I do talk quite a bit, um, but I'm thankful for that. Thankful yeah. I found a place that, you know, sure. puts up with me. So, um, yeah, I think last year's lessons, man, last year was was tough on the boys side. Honestly, we um, we we learned a lot. Um, I think year one, I was big. I was really trying to focusing on establishing a, a unique and a, and a culture, kind of a, a continuity and a kind of a family brotherhood aspect too on what we were trying to do um, and went through a lot of growing pains regarding to that. Um, and I think learning that in that first year was huge. Um, just because we, we dealt with a lot of adversity, a lot of different things. Um, man, it was, you know, a lot of things that really were, were growing opportunities, I'll say the least in that regard. But I think we learned a lot and I've already seen um, kind of improvement to this year and year two is really now we're we're going to gear up to compete in a in a competitive district and go and try to compete with, you know, those top teams in our district. I think arguably you're probably on the outsider looking in, I think you're probably looking at, at, at community and Sunnyvale as, as two pretty tough teams on the boys side, at least in our district. But I mean, shoot, um, you know, Kaufman, Camp Maybank, I think those are other solid squads as well that we're really going to have to watch out for um, being, you know, at Cattle Mills because it's, it's a lot of the times it's like, man, it's kind of like the NFL. Just about any day a team can get you, whether you're a Salina or a, you know, or a Melissa or whether you're, you know, um, you know, a smaller school or a smaller team. Um, it just it just depends on on the day and, and what your guys are doing. So for me on the guy side, at least now looking at this, um, we're looking at moving from year one of kind of building that culture and that continuity to, hey, it's year two and we're now going to compete and try to go and win a district championship um, all in all in due time. And as it continues to grow, you know, next year and year after that, we want to advance farther than the playoffs others and start making, you know, uh, start having a conversation about state. I mean, that's kind of the level you want to get to, but it's a process. Um, and I think we definitely learned that last year. And so I think that that's allowed us to really hit the ground running here in my second year and allowing us to grow quite a bit with the younger team that we had from last year, moving into this year, I pretty much returned my entire starting varsity lineup. Um, and it's just uh, I think it's going to allow us to go be really competitive this year. And we're um, serious about that. That's why we're going to play, you know, several tournaments. We're going to Salinas tournament. We're playing in Sulphur Springs tournament with is a really is a who's who on the guy side of, of playing teams. Um, and we think about eight out of 10 of our non-district opponents are several round playoff teams. And some of them are even Lether Enforcer, you know, top 10, top 15 state ranked. So um, a lot to look forward to as we um you know, adjust and continue to to advance in year two of, of me as the head coach, but also as a young program, year five. And, and as we kind of get back to talking about a young program, um, year five, I'll, I'll turn it over to Coach Campbell so he can talk, you know, about his girls' side of things because they are obviously in the same same district, but then have, you know, one additional team because Quinlan Ford doesn't have a boys' team. So um, I'll, I'll shoot it over to him. Um, first of all, Really glad to get rid of Coach Adams and Salina. Uh, so, uh, uh, last two years, I know he'll appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, last two years, I've had to play them three times. You know, so, um, uh, but very, very, very tough district that we, we came out of, um, and you know, um, glad we had the opportunity to, to play them this year. You know, losing three seniors, you know, one that was you know hurt most of the season last year, but. Um, had two great players that we really depended on. And, an impressive lineage, uh, so so um, this year, you know, uh, the biggest thing that 
I'm getting out of the last few years is we, we really depended on those two uh, seniors. And mm-hmm. uh, this year, um, if I had to go back, I wish we had a few more girls with a little talent that we could have had um, that we developed more, you know, um, this year, I'm fortunate enough, you know, that, um, the replacements and, and some girls that's come up that are freshmen, uh, a couple that's moved here this year, uh, we're going to be more balanced. And I, I think that's going to be great for us in the long run. Um, uh, we're going to, we're going to have, you know, girls that can come off the bench and play. And that that's what we haven't had in the last few years. So, um, you know, let's, let's talking about this new district. Uh, I really think uh, you're not going to have that top dog, you know, like, you know, Salina and, and Anna and Melissa, but um, I, I really believe that th- this new district we're in, we're, we're going to be all on, on a pretty even, uh, pretty even level, yeah. Um, yeah. playing field. So uh, it's, it's going to be tough every single game there's there's not going to be one game that we can oh yeah we're going to go win this one tonight you know if, if we don't show up and play you know it good things are not going to happen you know so right right i think you know so okay, oh i'm ahead. sorry go ahead coach go well, ahead. I, was just saying, I think with with district games it's and i my guys we learned this quick last year is like every district game is a must win i mean you're playing right. 10 games and so really make playoffs you've got to go five and five six and four I mean, so you got to win more than you lose and i know that you know Football in Texas, you know, you play district, you only play five games. So it's like district games are even more of a premium. But now, I mean, shoot on our side. So without a girls team for Quinlan, I mean, we're playing 10 district games. I think Coach Campbell, they're playing 12. And so it leaves um, – you don't have a lot of room for error. You really don't. Um, and so you, you've got to go and play um, a great game every game to, to really have a chance at being, you know, one of those top teams to advance. So it's um, – it's going to be a lot, I think, kind of adjusting from last year to this year, but excited about the upcoming season. A lot of things um, I think we're going to do, you know, maybe implement or do slightly a little bit differently, everything like that. Um, and so, yeah, looking forward to to all those things that we're going to be doing with this with this upcoming season as well. So, yeah. Well, without revealing, obviously, we don't want to give you say, hey, re- lay out a scouting report on yourselves to us here. Right. But <laughs> tell us. Give us maybe a name of a player. Let's highlight a player, someone that we don't know about yet that you think everybody will know about, know about by the end of the year. Okay, I, the I'll season. I'll go with one. Um, Jenna Gilbreth um, for on the girl side. Um, she she's a sophomore this year. Uh, uh, about three weeks before high school season started last year. Uh, in club in a club game or I believe maybe practice I don't know but tore ACL and uh, mm. un- unfortunately um, she was gone the whole season um, had surgery and man she's she's looking good you know uh, I really think by the end of this year uh, long as things stay healthy uh, uh, a lot of people are going to hear her name you know and nice. uh, uh, there's going to be a few. About, a great, think, makes for a great comeback story, too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, but I think that's going to be one of our our big names for the year. So, yeah. Um, as for as for my side on the guy side, um, I there's a couple I think I could probably I, I want to mention Bentley McDaniel. Um, he's been a fantastic player for the program. I think he's one that everybody does kind of already sort of know in this area. Um, but I think um, really there's two. I'm gonna. 
the roster, I think, top to bottom has improved from last year. It's a lot of the same guys. But last year, we were missing one of our guys for several key games, and that's Davion Page. He's a senior, um, and I think he's been involved in the program. It's been really good. But he didn't get a chance to showcase, I think, his skill set last year. was out for some various things, but this year is, is, is coming in, um, and I think he's going to have a great senior season. And then the other one I'd really love to mention, too, is um, Connor Hayes. Um, he's going to be a freshman for us. And I think he's got potential to be good um, and, and probably compete for a starting spot. And so without giving, you know, talking more, I mean, I could list several of these other guys, um, even the our junior class is solid, great seniors, um, but I could list several of these other guys. Um, but it's just, you know, talking about one and I even shoot, I mentioned three. So it's like, <laughs> it's hard to not talk about those guys, but yeah. that's every program. I think, I think you're going right. to always have those guys you're excited about. You want to talk about, and really I'm, I'm excited about all of these guys. And even some guys I've had from last year that are, were JV guys that have now worked their tails off and are going to be on varsity. I'm excited about those guys and seeing their growth. So, um, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, you know, you tell us, we, t we talked a little bit about tournaments right now. Tell us what's, you know, obviously this is the week, right? Scrimmages began. Tell us what's on tap for, sh for scrimmage, where, what time, who are you playing, when? So I will, uh, I'll go first. I'm pumped. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to ever meet uh, coach Austin guest from Midlothian high school. Um, I'm, I'm not, not sure if no. you've, ran into anyway so he's been coaching over there for a while um has got a great experience runs a fantastic program i actually a couple of years ago almost went to kind of work for him as an assistant um and then ended up getting you know some stuff squared away and ended up getting a head coaching job down the line but um he's fantastic at what he does a great program over there a lot of club players um they're a 5a team they're very good um and so we're going to scrimmage them on friday um december 9th uh which is you know could be, I guess, a good birthday present for me <laughs> with coming up, or maybe hey, not as go. good. It just depends. I mean, they're they're dang good, but we're uh, we're we're blessed in the fact that we've had we have three teams this year on the guys side for the first time in in five, I mean program history. I mean, I had about sixty guys come up for soccer this year. I'm so thankful nice. for that. And so we're actually going to go scrimmage. We're a four A. We're going to go scrimmage a five A, which is double our enrollment at their place. Um, and I think it's going to be a great opportunity to kind of see where we're at at this first scrimmage date. Um, and so that's when I've been circled on my calendar really since we were able to put it on there, you know, um, last, uh, last springtime um, and looking to go over there and, and play them and, and give it everything we can and kind of, you know, see what's what and, and, and learn and grow from there. And um, it's going to be a good game. We play, uh, you know, we play, you know, freshman slash JVs, we play JV and then we play varsity. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I know you guys, you guys play on Friday also, right? Yeah, we're, we're going to play Friday also. Um, we, we're kind of doing a little three-way scrimmage Friday. Um, we're going to be playing okay. uh, Farmersville and A plus Academy. Um, uh, gotcha. Now that Farmersville has been taken out of our district, it, it's a great opportunity to drive 10 minutes down the road. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, with original thoughts that, you know, this, thought maybe this might be a little bit rebuilding year for us, even though I'm only graduating three seniors, you know, um, yeah. it was a big part. We're very, we're still a very young team. And, but the more and more we practice every day, I'm like, wow, it, it, I don't think it's a rebuilding year. I think we're going to, we're going to be okay. And um, so uh, really excited to, to get over there. And, and, um, and to be honest with you, I, I haven't made my final selection of who's varsity and who's, who's JV, you know, and uh, it, it's going to be a great opportunity. I have several kids just that, that are really surprising me this year that, that 
I want to see them play before I make that decision, you know. So uh, we're going to take a big squad over there and 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 see who can battle it out, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great stuff. You said that's also Friday night, right? Friday night. Is that right? Yeah. In, far, in okay. Farmersville. Yes. Farmersville. Awesome. Well, good luck to the both of you. The big thing I would say is this, right? When I was previously, what I've always said when it comes to scrimmages, and but I would share this all the time when I was previously on the UIL side, um, the golden rule, the, the main rule with scrimmages, first and foremost, above all else is don't get hurt. Don't lose anyone. Yes, injured, right? <laughs> that's the big one, right? From there, it's like a that's we walk away from there it's lessons what i used to tell my athletes is like hey this is just a glorified opportunity to go out and practice against someone else other than the same people you've been seeing for the last several weeks and months right so yeah. um, and you get to test out you kind of get to test out under certain pressure right uh see see what you have to a certain extent right but uh, yeah. there's nothing but good that can stand you know that can stand to come from um, from from scrimmages, even even if it doesn't go your way, right? right. Even so, there's you're gonna you're gonna start to learn what you have. Well, and I even remember. So last year was my first year. Um, I was at Caddo, and we actually went, and I had had a connection at, at Red Oak High School, and we scrimmaged Red Oak, which is a five A, and we actually we scrimmaged their JV and then kind of their freshman team because we only had two teams last year, and we actually were able to we we tied their freshman team, and then we were actually able to our varsity was able to beat their JV team, and I know it's a JV team, but that was super encouraging kind of first action last year, and so kind of to even come to this year now and and be thinking really like hey. I think we've improved a lot last year um, and through and into this year. Like I said, it's it's night and day difference, I think, from day one last year to day one this year. And I mean, even last week, talking to the guys at practice, I mean, the level of continuity and the consistency, the communication even, and just a high energy, high, you know, good attitudes. It's all positive, you know, encouragement, talking to each other. It's not like, hey, you right. suck because – I think that can happen a lot at practice, especially early on the season as you're getting touches back and everything. And so I'm excited to see that, um, you know, on the field, especially against a great team and a great opponent. Um, and, and really looking forward to see, um, you know, what the guys can do in the first action against people that are not us. As right. coach, I was talking to Coach Upton the other night, sorting socks. He was literally like, you can only scrimmage your Davy so much. You can only, you know, play against each other so much until you're like, okay, I got to go play somebody with a different colored jersey on. So um, it'll be good. Right. Right. Yeah. Well said. Um, this one I've been asking as of, as of late to a lot of coaches I've been speaking to. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Finish this sentence. The 2023 season will be a success. If. Go for it. The 2023 season for the cattle mills soccer program will be a success. If we finish high in district qualify for the playoffs and win a playoff game. First time in school history for either of those latter two. Nice. Very specific. I like that. <laughs> um, for the girls' side, we, we're kind of – last two years, um, been fortunate enough to make it to the third round. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, met Salina two years in a row again. You know, uh, uh, so um, – you know, if you're going to get beat, get beat by a good one, you know, so uh, right, right. fortunate that, but uh, we had to have some high goals, you know, um, we're, we finished last year in fourth place, you know, in our district. And, um, uh, you know, like, like I say, we still made it to the third round. So uh, we're, we really, you know, we're going to have to fight to get in the playoffs. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but um, we're ready to win a district championship, you know, yes, and uh 
I think that's, you know, that's our first goal. You know, uh, let's, you know, let's shoot high. You know, we're, we're going to, we're determined we're going to go to the playoffs, but uh, district championship would be great. That's what we're looking for. You know, and coach Campbell, I know you mentioned you're young, but I know in terms of your veterans, your returning players, there is something to be said coming out of that district that you were in last year, right? There's going to be a lot of, a lot of lessons learned, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, all right. They are Coach Clint Kimsey and Mike Campbell, the head men's and women's soccer coaches of the Cattle Mills High School Foxes. Coaches, one last question for you before we uh, get ready to segue over to our next segment. In your perspective, right, as long as you've been around the game, right, how has, uh, from everything from what you've seen, from the coaches, from the style of the game, even the coverage, right, even the coverage, how has how has the sport How's the game of, you know, the sport of Texas high school soccer, how has it changed in your eyes, in your perspective, your opinion in the last, maybe the last five years? In the last five years. Wow. I mean, it's just amazing at the the schools that's had, that's added soccer. You know, when we first started, um, you know, there was five people in our district, you know, that was, you know, almost seemed normal, you know, in the foray, Uh, especially out in the the Northeast Texas area where we're at, you know, is just grown, grown, grown. You know, when, when it seemed like when we first started, when I, I was the first head coach here, um, you know, a lot of coaches didn't have a lot of experience, you know. Um, now, you, you, you know, you play someone and, man, they have 5, 10, 15 years experience, you know. Um, so you have to really be on your top notch to, you know, play these guys. Uh, very knowledgeable. Um, sheer numbers that, that are that we have now is just amazing. You know, um, we, we suffer out here, uh, where we're at, we, we use the Dallas Tasso association for our referees, but, um, with as many teams that the Metroplex has now, we, we can't, you know, being for a, we, we can't get referees. Um, and I know that's a problem all over the state, but, um, right. uh, even the last five years, we, we have not been able to play a game on a Tuesday, Friday night here, you know, um, we just, we just can't get referees, you know? And, um, so, um, it's a challenge for us, you know, uh, you know, right now we play a district play on Wednesday and Saturdays, you know, uh, and with, with, with that issue, you know, we, uh, I miss some kids on Wednesday night that, you know, the, for, for church activities, you know, and, and, I can't fault them at all. You know, uh, you know, that's, that's something to go to on, on Saturdays. We, we compete, you know, with, with, uh, FFA and, you know, a lot of different things that go on, you know, that, uh, uh, we're small, you know, and we, we deal with a lot of those, you know, uh, issues that our kids are in multi activities, you know, and, uh, but, um, as we grow, I like to say, um, it's fun to see all the schools that are adding. In fact, we're going to go play, I believe, Aubrey in a tournament. You know, this will be their first year. So it's just uh, – it's fun to see these these schools popping up and in, in, in the, the sport growing. So. Yeah. Well, and with, especially with the sport growing, even like we're – I was looking at the – already looking ahead, but the, the district that we will match up with for playoffs, you've got uh, Frisco Panther Creek is a brand-new school this year. And so they're going to be, you know, playing soccer for the first time there. But, I mean, that's Frisco. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see that. But – from our perspective, really from my perspective. So I've only been a part of Texas 
to high school soccer the last three years. And so this is kind of what I've known thus far. But um, I played uh, I played high school and club soccer and college soccer in Kansas um, and then a little bit in Oklahoma as well. And then I coached Oklahoma high school soccer for several years and I'm now in Texas. So some big differences I've seen through that is one is harp on what Coach Campbell said. It's it's growing. I mean, and it's growing big time. I think you looked at uh, my oldest brother. He coaches lacrosse, and that's a very fast-growing sport as well in the United States. But soccer in this area is booming. And then you have the World Cup this year, too. So I think that there's a lot of interest and there's a lot more um, desire and there's a lot more community support put towards um, soccer. And we're beyond blessed and thankful to be at Cattle Mills because like I said, um, I'll, I'll, I'll sing praises to him all day long. Coach Cody Crane is our athletic director and he truly, truly cares about the success of every single sports program that we have. Shoot, if we had a badminton team, he'd probably be out there <laughs> setting up the rackets and the bang and he'd be all in. Um, and so he wants that success. And that's, I mean, that's, I can't even tell you how inspiring that is as a coach to be supported by my athletic director in the daily minutia of coaching high school soccer in Texas. And that's the head football coach who is literally dropping everything to come help you set up cones or move a goal or whatever. So that's huge. It's growing a ton. Um, even talking with some of my guys on that is I think there's a difference from club um, in high school um, in the Texas area. I think club is a little more of the, I don't want to say like ticky talk but it's much more like, I think possession based a lot more passing. There's a little more technical sides to it. Um, but I think the the high school side of things, um, both coaching and playing in Kansas and Oklahoma, and then here is high school is very physical. Um, I think boys and girls side, it's extremely physical. Um, and I think that some of these younger, like, you know, I, I shouted out a praise to my freshman coming in. He's a high level club player, but he hasn't played high school soccer yet. And he's going to notice how physical it is so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that is, makes the high school game unique in the fact that it's very physically and mentally demanding. And I think coach Campbell said it is the schedule is brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. I was lucky enough to coach at a six a in Oklahoma. And so we played Tuesday, Friday, and it was great. Wednesday, Saturday is rough. Um, mm -hmm. Because I mean, I'm a, I, <laughs> I am a interim youth pastor on the side. And so I have mm -hmm. different stuff on Wednesday nights. And so, but we play, and so I make that around. I make that schedule around that when we have games. And Saturdays, it's you're losing a whole day of rest. You're losing a whole day of travel ball or of, of family time or anything like that because you're playing on that Saturday. But I think mm -hmm. it shows the level of dedication that a lot of these kids have to go and to have a full school week and practice four days a week and have a game on Wednesday and then go out and compete their butts off on a Saturday. I just don't. I don't think you see it in in other sports. So I think it is. Sorry, I don't think you see that specific kind of a situation and dedication to it of, hey, it's a six days a week thing, regimented six days a week, whereas, you know, football mm -hmm. is very scheduled and very specific and it's fantastic. And they're watching film on Saturdays and coaches are meeting on Sundays. But having a competition on a Saturday regularly, that it changed this, per this perspective for sure. So um, I think it's going to continue to grow and hopefully we're going to be able to have these kids that are young, they'll be able to go on and, and be able to maybe get trained to be refs, to get more refs because being a referee is a thankless job. I do want to shout out uh, John O'Kane. He's our ref assigner um, for, for all the crap that I think the refs have to put up with and the scheduling for the coach and everything. 
He is awesome. Uh, so big props to him. Um, I think he does a fantastic job. And I think the other guy is Carlos. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his last name. Uh, but John O'Kane is the one that works with us specifically. Um, and he's refed some of our games. I've literally talked with him in person. And he, I think, does a great job. And it's just one of those things where it's it's good to put a face to a name um, because a lot of those refs, it's just a ref. And so if there's an AR on my sideline, I want to be able to talk to him. I want to know what's going on right. and be able to communicate. And I think that hopefully we continue to grow and develop our referees because right now it's getting um it's getting to a, almost a, a tipping point as to where the referee situation yeah. is across the board in all sports so yeah absolutely it's uh <clears throat> excuse me it only highlights it only highlights the importance of we we can't play the game without them right or right. just look, look at the number of adjustments that you all just highlighted that have to happen because of right because of the sheer the number right the yeah. you know, the shortage. So, yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, you hit, you hit the nail on the head in terms of it's, it's a, dare I say, I don't know, <laughs> epidemic, whatever you want to call it, but um, across, you're seeing it across the country, you're seeing it in multiple sports right. and it's just the, the pandemic has just, you know, just further compounded that, I guess, coming out of this, coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. So, right. So yeah, yeah, no, a lot of great points there. Thank you for sharing that, coaches. Quick shout out to my fellow colleague from inside uh, inside Texas high school soccer, uh, Coach Rafa Rafa Castorena, wanting to give you guys wishing you all luck in twenty twenty three. So Appreciate it, I yeah. know you all be will be listening to future episodes of that as well. Yeah, so right. uh, so shout out to Rafa. So coaches, this has been great. I know you're going to stick around with us for our second uh, our second segment, Counterattack. We get to have some fun. Not at your expense, but we get to have some fun with you all a little bit. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face -face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 5050 podcast, alongside Coach Hector Cano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athlete. All right, and we are back with Coach Clint Kimsey and Mike Campbell, the head men's and women's soccer coaches of the Cattle Mills High School Foxes. All right, coaches, counterattack. We ready? Oh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> always ready for the counterattack, dude. Let's go. Foxes, stay there ready. There we go. All right, there you go. All right, first one, uh, one that I love to ask. Now, all of these apply as coaches, not as players, okay? So uh, so you got to put your uh, – got to put the godfather hat on there, Coach. Okay. All right. <laughs> Any game day superstitions, superstitions or rituals? Oh, 100%. I go, um, I wear the the same socks and the same undergarment for every game. I wash them, but it's just it's a thing. I don't know. The uh I'm not going to lie, the they have one of them has Yetis and the other one has um it's it's a Buddy the Elf socks now. I used to wear my wedding socks, but I wore them so much that they were they were gone, so I had to get new ones. Yeah. 
we appreciate you prefacing that, Coach. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, same thing. Uh, I'll wear the I'll wear the exact same outfit, you know, game until you know something unfortunately doesn't go right, you know. Uh, I, however, I do wash it also, you know, so it, it's not dirty. But uh, even if it's hot or cold outside, if I had a jacket on, I'm wearing the same jacket, you know. So right. it could be 90 degrees, but it doesn't happen very often. But uh, uh, same here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I talk with enough coaches, ask enough coaches that question. And, you know, they're just coaches dressed the way coaches dress. They could, they don't care that much. The moment you ask them that question, they turn into divas. They want to talk fashion. You know, they want to, <laughs> they want to talk all this fashion. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's because you've been talking with Coach Upton from Sulphur Springs. Yeah. And that's what it is. So you got to. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he's too busy winning everything. That's so just, yeah, just a, a fun fact. Oh, yeah. This, tell this, this story. This please. guy right here, you know, First Bail year that we, we we played against each other, you know, um, in, in his district matchup, you know. Uh, Big he, rivalry he, district he, matchup. He, he tried to go long fashion on me, you know, like, let's suit up. And, oh, yeah, suit and tie. So, I was in the so whole thing. He shows up in a suit and tie. I'm like, no way. Shirt you know? and not jeans. But no, he was I, in a, I had sweats. He was know? a T-shirt and sweats. And we talked about this all week. And it was like, I was like, yeah, Coach Campbell over there is going to wear, you know, is going to wear a suit. I showed up to the game in a suit and a tie. I brought a freaking cooler for my girls with orange slices and juice boxes for halftime. And it was just like he was in shirt. And then he came to it. I'm just like, gosh, Almighty, I look dumb. But, you know, it was for the kids. I could not. Yeah, you know, at at my current school, I have this conversation with – you know, my, my, my men's varsity soccer coach, I have this comment because he, he dresses like that. And I tell him, coach, I can't do that. I, if you've ever seen the football movie, necessary roughness, right. That Love final it. game, yes, the coach, the coach at halftime, right. When he's giving him that speech, he starts ripping all the, the suit off. That would be me. That would be me <laughs> on the sideline two, two minutes into the, yeah, in the first yeah. half. So, right. You're very not, rigid. Yeah. Not a lot of not going to happen. Not gonna happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that was the right. one game. I think I did it. I did it a couple of games in in Oklahoma, but I usually won those games. So down in Texas, probably not gonna put a suit on again. So um, <laughs> at least not at, at the game day. So yeah, yeah. All right. Next one. Song song you are embarrassed to admit you like. Oh, I'm not. I don't even know. I'm really not embarrassed to admit any songs that I like. I'm a I'm a pretty big One Direction fan. Um, no complaints there. Um, a song that I'm embarrassed to admit I like. Gosh, I, I don't even know. I I yeah. don't even listen to, to, to music hardly ever. You know, I, I'm in the weight room. We'll we'll go in the weight room, and I'll be honest with you. There's stuff that that's playing that our girls they're just going crazy about. You know, and uh, uh, I can't even understand the words. I don't even know what we're saying. You know, so, yeah. so I guess that's the old part of me. You know, so uh, the correct answer there. Coach Campbell, is that you're you're too busy just listening to the fifty fifty podcast? There, there you go. All right, all right, okay. We'll we'll move on here. All right. So, morning person or night owl? Oh, night owl, night owl, all the way. You know, really? okay. I I honestly hit my snooze three or four times every morning. You know, uh, I just uh, I don't like getting out of bed. You know? <laughs> so, but but once I get going, it's hard to go to go to bed. You know, at night. So. Yeah. Man, that's it's honestly kind of a tough question. I I would probably say night owl now more recently. My wife would say like I hit snooze quite a bit and it's hard to get out of bed as well. But I'm kind of a weird person. I can like 
if I'm getting going and I'm getting out of bed, it's like, let's start the day and I'm ready to go. But I just have a lot of extra energy. Um, but I think recently I'd probably say night out because it's, man, practice in the morning, practice after school, a full day of teaching, kiddo, one on the way. Like it's, it might catch up with you a little bit. So I'd say more night out just because it's, a, you got a little more time uh, to, to do some things you need to do. So night out is probably my yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I, the more coaches I speak to, I realize it's obviously I'm not in the I'm, I don't think I'm in the minority in this is we often tend to operate and get more stuff done stuff that we need to work on for the next day or, or for the week when pretty much everyone else has gone down right the rest of the family yep. is asleep and that's yep. that kind of turns into yep. the productivity time yeah yep. yeah so yeah all right next one memes gifs 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 whichever or emojis which one oh gosh mm. um Man, I don't have social media, so it's like it's I don't, hard to probably emojis for me. You know, that's just that's a that's a, the easiest one. I'm old school too. I don't have a lot of, you know. Yeah. I probably use go more. To, go emoji. to emoji. Go to emoji. There you go, Coach Coach yeah. Campbell. What's the go to emoji? Oh, mainly just the thumbs up. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think thumbs up. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah, big one. We use a lot of the 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 fox and the soccer ball, right. obviously. Um, but thumbs up. I use a lot of the um the like monkey over the face yeah. one and then the like crying laughing mm -hmm. one those are usually connected yeah. either the thumbs up or holding the head you know so one of the one of the yeah. two you know? oh man we should i should have seen the picture of you holding your head that would have been great we'll send one to you we'll email it to you later after the show there we go absolutely absolutely um favorite and least favorite you can't say and you can't say your team favorite and least favorite soccer team like mm -hmm. uh just in general any level, any, any league, any, well, USA, but um, Sporting Kansas City. Um, I grew up in Kansas, um, so Sporting Kansas City. Um, and honestly, I just don't know why. I just I don't like Manchester United. I just that's just me. Um, I a just yeah, I knew you were a good man the moment I. Saw I just you. like man. Yeah. I, I just feel like they're so hyped up, and I, I feel like Manchester United is kind of like the New England Patriots, and so it's just like you know, it's just hard for me to get behind them. Of course, now I think they might start getting, you know, more kind of a younger generation of fans because they haven't been, they've been kind of underperforming for a bit. So they might be viewed more. I think Man City is starting to be more of that, you know, mm -hmm. top dog in that rivalry. They, so, you know, they've we'll kind see. of swapped roles there. Yeah, they've swapped yeah roles. I think so. But I think, I think Ten Hag, I think if, if they're patient and dependent upon what happens, if they're bought, you know, if they're, if they're purchased by a new owner yeah. and they're patient with them, I think, uh, I think he's going to turn them around. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's the big thing though. You're always on the hot seat with that club though. So yeah. patience is the one thing you don't have. And I, I think personally my mine and, and it's and it changes, but uh being on the girl side, um I, I really just like watching the US women's national team, you know, uh play and uh uh encourage, you know, um our kids to to watch, you know, uh what it looks like at the next level, you know. Um I don't have any particular college team but i, I love to sit there and watch college women's soccer you Heck, know? ucla and, uh, women's had a great um, so it, great it, game right yeah. and so it, it no one particular team there i just uh, enjoy watching it you know and uh, i try to uh get out and you know a lot of in the 100 mile radius of here you know there's a lot of good college games that you can just go out and watch you know that uh, uh just fun to get out and, and see them play yeah 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 it was uh last night so we had our game we had a game last night non-district match and in the middle of our game i'm sitting there on the sideline 
talking with my coaching staff, we probably spent about two, three minutes in the middle of our game talking about the UCLA UNC final <laughs> and that, that play yeah. right with the goalkeeper. Completely Crazy. forgot that completely forgot we're in the middle of coaching a game, right? And we're talking about another game instead. So that was pretty <laughs> that was pretty funny. Well and congrats uh, on the win by you guys four oh last night, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Hey, good job. Yeah. Yeah, glory, glory goes to them. You know, it's the losses yeah. fall on us, but the glory goes to them. That is very accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I got to agree with my man Rafa here, who's on here. Is I'm um, very much. You look at this is my my team of teams as well. Is uh, we're both Real fans, so I thought okay. I'd share that on there. So, yeah, okay. good deal. All right, next one. One thing you all are each respectively right appointed soccer czars or let's say your soccer czar and assistant soccer czar here right in america soccer czar right? i'm assistant uh, right. no. there we go there, no. yeah yeah the I'm more of the rank, bat i'm rank, more of the robin to his batman honestly rank has its privileges i think the default goes to the godfather right so all right uh, oh, wow. what would that. be the first you got the first move you have to make to try to you'd change soccer in america what would be the first move you'd make tomorrow personally um i think that at the high level and then it'll trickle down i think we would need to institute a relegation system because i think with with mls growing big and then you've got usl and usl2 and then like i think if we could get a relegation system even of top tier and then second and third with you know pro and there's even you know there's even mls2 or mls next or whatever that that second league is i think a relegation system that would be my just right off the cuff haven't even thought about that but relegation system i would say i think it could be helpful for us and there well there's so much more out there beyond just mls right we talk about just usl and yeah. mls mls continues to try to be exclusive mm -hmm. and i think that's what makes for those of you that know <coughs> excuse me you know, the USL, USL championship and just the lower divisions within USL, it's a phenomenal league. It really is. You know, and I say that I say that having experienced, I mean, you know, we here in San Antonio, we experienced a great championship season, right? With yeah. San Antonio FC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. USL I watched that. Yeah, I watched that game. They beat Sporting Kansas City in one of the uh, semifinal mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, I think you're, you're talking about Swole yeah. Park. Uh, no, it was, or no, no, Louisville. It was Louisville that they beat in the final. It was quarterfinal, I think, maybe your semi. I think they beat Sporting Kansas City. I remember watching the game. It was, mm -hmm. it was, a, they lost in penalty kicks, I believe. Sporting Kansas City did it's yeah. SC, SFAC, yeah. SAFC <laughs> won that one, I think. <laughs> okay. All right. How about you, coach? Well, at the, in the upper levels, and this may be a very unpopular statement here i don't know if i had to get rid of something it would be var uh oh wow okay well, old school just, the godfather just, okay i just don't like take it out back i just don't like the um uh the game being changed by a, a you know video review you know uh yeah. i just like it you know there, there's human error in everything we do you know and i, I kind of i kind of miss that you know um yeah uh, yeah, I mean, we there's a lot of mistakes made, you know. But um, yeah. you know, back in the day, you, you had to live with that, you know. And uh, right, I don't know. I, I like that. <laughs> well, there there is an argument to be made that even with VAR, there's still human error. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, okay. Good deal. All right. Who would play you in a movie? 
<laughs> uh, I've actually doesn't have to look like you. Doesn't have to look like you. Well, I've actually gotten this before, and kids have talked to me about this. I think like Adam Sandler, but like a, that's exactly what I've been told for me. I mean, that's a, and so I'm almost thinking. I was about to say like a younger Adam Sandler. So maybe it could be he and I could star in the same movie, and we could, you know, Adam Sandler could maybe play vice versa. You know, a young coach and then uh, slightly. Young, oh, you try more young, more yeah. young, <laughs> more oh, young and more young. I, you see how we work that? You see how you catching that, uh, catching that old statement there. You know? Yeah, yeah, young and more young. Yeah, I think it's just because we're you know very generic looking. That's, you know, that's who. That's who. Yeah. Hey, he had a great movie, that recent movie on Netflix on basketball, right? As a scout, yes, hustle, right? Very good great film. Movie. Yeah, yeah, great movie. Great, really, movie. really good. Yeah. Enjoyed that a lot. I thought it showed a lot of depth for him, and really, and this is, I know, sorry, we're on a soccer podcast, man. The um, I thought the lead in that one, uh, uh Gomez, or I think is what is, I blanking on his name, but the lead the guy did really the, well. the guy playing the uh, Spanish Spanish yes. basketball player, right? But man, I I um, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I was born in Minnesota, but the um that. Uh, their first round pick from the year or two, he plays the like the kind of the jerk in that movie, and I'm like, I hate this guy. I mean, that he did such a good job in, in, in yeah. soccer podcast. So I'm getting distracted, but man, <laughs> no, you're good. It was a great. I was the one that brought it up, so no, you're good. But great yeah. movie. We went down that we went down that rabbit hole with Adam Sandler. So, man, what I'm realizing is you were re you really had to, you know, put in some frequent flyer miles to get down to Texas, right? You went. I heard Minnesota. Kansas, Oklahoma, and now you're yeah. Here. I uh, it's yeah. funny. I um, everybody and I, it's funny. Everybody talks about Texas. They're like, I wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could. And I don't know necessarily if it, I would say that because it's just like everybody loves the state of Texas. But if I would have known that my wife was waiting for me down here, I would have been running, you know, all the time. I mean, Forrest Gump style the way down here. But then again, I think. God's timing is everything. And I think that, you know, right, brought me right. here at a, at a, at time such as this. And I don't know if my wife would have been interested in me, you know, six months or a year before she met me. So um, just thankful for God's timing in that for sure. Um, for sure. Absolutely. All right. The most pivotal question of them all, uh -oh. King Kong or Godzilla? Oh, King Kong. Godzilla. Uh, you know, Godzilla. The, okay. But <laughs> I'm talking like the Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick in like, you know the early thousands uh, is what I'm talking. Godzilla. I don't know. I've been feeling. I've, I've been feeling the the ones as of late. I think you know. I have that argument all the time. It's like he's a prehistoric, you know, radioactive lizard, gigantic uh, lizard right. versus. I mean, King Kong's just he's just an ape, man. That's all. <laughs> that's all he is. He's, he's nothing, a really nothing big, 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 you know. So yeah. he's a really big. He's just an ape, man. He's just an ape. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm Team Godzilla all day, so that's why. There you go. I'm always right. curious to see where everyone goes with that. Yeah. So, all right. Next one. Something you discovered about yourself during the pandemic, maybe, or you found, or something you found during the hobby, something, some when when kind of everything had to really come to a screeching halt. Something you discovered about yourself. Can I share something I discovered about my wife, or does it have to be about me? I don't know, man. I don't know about none of you want to remain married. Uh, no, I'm not. It's not. It's a good thing. She's ridiculously good at Mario Kart. Um, like she works from home. And so during the pandemic, I was teaching the school I was at. I was teaching, um, you know, remotely. And so 
most afternoons we'd have a little Mario Kart o'clock and we'd play, you know, a little couple rounds of Mario Kart and she's pretty dang good. Um, so that was, that was fun. That was kind of a hidden talent. I think we didn't know she had. So, um, small. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think with me, I, I, I've always been a little bit organized, you know, maybe not as good as I should be, but, um, during the pandemic, my, my wife was still at work every day, you know, and, uh, yeah. we all know, you know, with the, the toilet paper shortage and everything. So I had, by the time that pandemic was over and I was able to go back to work, man, I knew what store was getting what on what day, you know, I was out and about, I mean, uh, all masked up, but I was out and about every single day. I had a, a schedule of what time to get where, wow. you know, so, um, you know, uh, we never went without anything. I can tell you. It's a, what was the hardest item you had to work to shop for? Man, I, I mean, what, what, was it toilet paper? It, it probably was toilet paper, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, that was probably the hardest yeah. thing to find. You know, um, you know, found food items probably wasn't what we wanted or what we've always had. You know, but yeah. at least you can find something. You know, but uh, right. uh, yeah, it, it did get a little worse on that time. So on the toilet paper, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, when we were first when we were first entering the the pandemic, if you will, my daughter's big. <clears throat> excuse me, my daughters kept asking me about what's the deal with toilet paper. And, you know, it was always that conversation, that attempt at an explanation never ended well. You know, (laughs) it was like, (laughs) I could never come up with a legitimate nothing. nothing. Everybody poops. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah, but I was just, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I have a counterattack question for you, though, because shout out to Coach Swinson, the silver fox around here, as we call him. Um, Uh We had one of those teacher talks in the hallways outside the classroom one day, and we got into the conversation about wipes or toilet paper. So are you a are you a wipe guy or a toilet paper guy? <laughs> I know that's real personal, but how oh, yeah, this is a whole new level of conversation on the 50-50 podcast. <laughs> Definitely a first. No, obviously traditional, so to speak, but I will say this is having been, you know, having been a, uh, you know, retired, retired operator, you know, retired Air Force veteran, having spent a lot of time in uh, downrange, there were times just, you know, we talk about combat, you know, combat baths, combat showers, where yeah. the only thing you could clean up with were, were wipes, period. Like there was no shower, <laughs> there was no running water. It was just wipes, you know? So, so yeah, so I, I'd like to say that, uh, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a chameleon, I guess. I don't know. There you go. That's yeah. how yeah. I would yeah. respond to that. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you and your service and appreciate the graceful answer to my new question for the podcast. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to turn that one around and start asking it to everyone just to see how they respond. All right. Speak every language or talk to animals. Superpower here. Gosh, I I would go everything. Keep in mind you're a soccer coach. Keep in mind you're a soccer coach. So the initial thought is, hey, I'd love to, I'd love to be able to be fluent in Spanish, but honestly, I gotta go talk to animals. I mean, that'd be pretty dang cool. And then two, I could, you know, I could ask that bird, hey, what's their practice look like? What do I need to be prepared for? You know what I mean? So um animals would be pretty cool. So okay. Yeah. coach definitely talk every language you know so uh you know I, I think we've all have been in the situation before where you, you don't know a language and you know someone sitting there talking about you you know and uh <laughs> so it would be great to be able to you know uh understand what they're saying you know so uh yeah. no matter where you go you know what they're saying about you you know so yeah. i'm sticking yeah. with animals awesome. <laughs> 
Foxes. All right. Foxes are what are oh, nice. Nice plug. Nice plug. There you go. All right. Final question. And you got to be completely objective here. All right. Scale of one to 10, one, you are just God awful. 10, you are the standard. How good or bad of a driver are you? Mm. Uh, are we saying one to 10 and five is average? Yeah. 10, 10 is just the standard is like. DPS DMV standard versus I'm one. Go is just six. you need to have your driver's license. I'm gonna go with six. six. Yeah, I. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with six. I think I do a, a relatively pretty good job. Um, when it's just me in the car, I can be negligent is not the right word, but I can be distracted easily. Um, but when yeah. I've got the family in the car, when I'm driving the bus, I'm much more like locked in. If you know what I mean. Or if it's just me, I'm kind of. Oh, hey, checking out the trees. But when it, it, you know, my wife and, and, you know, child in the car and a bus full of kids, I'm like 10 and two, like checking the mirrors. Right. Kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I me personally, I think I'm, I'm about an eight, you know, but don't ask my kids and my wife that question. Okay. Cause <laughs> you're definitely, yeah, you see, you're definitely, they, gonna, they provide some of the input. They provide some know, of the input, though, you, you know. So, uh, you know, um, it's funny when my wife and I drive together and we usually go in her car, you know, um, she always drives, you know, that's, she calls it, you know, it's my car I'm driving, you know, and which, you know, the older I get, I kind of enjoy sitting over here on the passenger side and, you know, get a nap in if it's a long trip. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. uh, so I don't mind her complaining about my driving and she, you know, said <laughs> <laughs> reverse psychology. I guess. That's right. That's right. There you go. Awesome. They are coach Clint Kimsey and Mike Campbell, the head men's and women's soccer coaches of the cattle mills high school foxes coach. This has been great coaches. This has been great. Thank you for being here. Uh, had a blast with you all. Um, and uh, really looking forward to being able to cover you all this year and uh, definitely wish you all and your programs just a ton of a ton of success on and off the field. Everyone remains safe as well. Yeah. Um, as is customary, before we go, we like to kind of give a like to give the floor to each one of our guests and just kind of share whether it's shout outs, thank yous or just what's on your mind. Something final thoughts, as we call it. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Floor is yours. Yeah. Well, I, I know Clint has a long list here. And not long. So, I mean, like, I just I, have a lot I, of people to thank. Let, so I just want to, yeah. I, but, yeah. but if I'll, I'll go through a few do real it. quick and let him finish yeah. up if, if that's okay. But, do I have to prepare the, uh, the, do I have to prepare the Academy Award wrap up music? On yeah. Uh, you know, I'll keep it quick. But I do really, really, really want to thank our administration here. You know, um, you know, Luke Allison, our, our superintendent, man, it's, he's just been wonderful. Um, coach Crane, uh, Cody Crane, uh, you know, when, when he first came here, I was, I was here in cattle mills when, when he came and took over as our athletic director, um, we couldn't ask for anybody better, you know, uh, to, to lead us, you know, um, I, be honest with you, he probably, Probably wish I wouldn't mention this, but last year we were getting ready for a district game, and uh, we have our whole field was covered with ice, you know. And I'm out there trying to determine if we can play on it, and and Coach Crane drives up, and we work for uh, probably three hours scraping ice with shovels and everything. I mean, completely to get our field covered, you know. Um, 
get it ready for a game, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, you know, but uh, uh, I don't know how many athletic directors, to be honest with you, that would, would that would go out and just do that, you know? So um, again, great, great person. And, and, and I'll leave it alone after this, our, our girls athletic coordinator, uh, Skylar Camacho, um, again, very, very supportive of every one of our girls uh, on the girls side. Um, we just, we have a great, great administrative staff here. And uh, um, like I say, I don't know what we do without them, you know, but uh, like I say, Clint's got a whole list here that are very, very important <laughs> people, you know, for us. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're great, you know, and uh, I, yeah, yeah, he's got a list of everybody that's helped out. And I, I will give one more shout out um, I, for my team parent, um, uh, Randy Ringer. Man, that, that lady does everything she can possibly do to help run, you know, practice to get people to work our concession stands, you know, when we need it. Um, when we have tournament, the uh, host tournament, she gets our um, hospitality rooms together, you know. Um, uh, I have several other ladies that help, but man, this, she is wonderful. So uh, uh, I'll let Clint go on with his, his, his 522 so, people. Uh, <laughs> not, not nearly that many. I just, I, man, it's, it's not often you get the opportunity to really give shout out and praise and affirmation to, to just great people that we have in Caddo. Cause it's, gosh, there's just so many. Um, But first off, obviously huge shout out to, you know, God um, and, and Jesus Christ um, has made a huge impact in my life. So thankful for him, Um, you know, throwing, uh, you know, Pastor Chris Blanchett at Paradise Baptist Church, but I will try to go through quick. It is a long list. Um, Coach Crane, I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I will literally follow that man to the moon without a spacesuit. I mean, he is he is that kind of person to work for. Um, coming in new, especially new last year with football and never really of coaching football at a competitive level. Man, he, I mean, and I'm now, I'm kind of now attached to kind of his coaching tree on the football side of things and just beyond blessed for that. Mr. Luke Allison, I swear to you, I go, we went to summer middle school football, seven on seven, and he's there supporting our middle schoolers playing baseball catch with his son, like at this event. So not many superintendents are there at that many things. He's coming to soccer games at sub zero temperatures as a superintendent. Um, and that's huge. Um, big shout out to coach Mike Campbell, godfather of Academy of soccer. That's going to stick. Um, he's a big reason why, why I'm here. Um, when I was at my old school, um, he and I had the opportunity to, to compete against each other. And I felt like I learned a lot from him. And I think I learned something new from him all the time. And so I'm thankful for our relationship um, and for how much he's helped me grow and just really beyond thankful for you and for bringing me to Cattle Mills. Um, uh, wanted to give out a huge shout out to our, our booster club, Cattle Club. Corey Cole is the president. Um, our concession guy, Carl Butler, is amazing. I mean, he I swear he works a full-time jar. We have almost the best restaurant in Hunt County at our concession stand. I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. So if wow. you come out there and get a hot dog or anything like that, it is outstanding. Top-notch. Top notch. Um, yeah. Might, all, might have to go out there for a cover a game sometime. Guys. You need Absolutely. to come out. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, all of our soccer parents and families in Caddo, for sure. Um, specifically, uh, Tommy and Ashley Washburn, um, the McDaniels, the Ivies, um, Ashley and Zane Brown. Ashley stepped up and is my um, kind of concession coordinator. Um, Lindsay Eubank stepping up and be my parent rep for our booster club. Our admin here is great. Uh, Mr. Greg Hodges, uh, Kayla Weir, Drew Bennett, um, even <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so many people to, to say good things about in Caddo. Um, well, really, I'm not sorry. I just I know I'm taking up more time, but 
uh, Sam Day no, in transportation. I swear he's our transportation director and he drives bus routes. Shoot, he'd probably drive my soccer team to a tournament if he needed to. Um, it, it's that kind of level of commitment. Um, big thanks to Colton Claxton, our equipment guy. We know that delays are not him and that sometimes is, you know, shipping and everything like that. But he does a wonderful job in keeping us geared up and everything. Um, a new uh, basketball coach here. We have Coach Jamal Anin. He has become a, a very good friend of mine, very close with him. We work side by side with offseason. Uh, coach Chad Kenny as well as the baseball side. Um, all the football coaches, uh, specifically Coach Welch and Coach Simpson, um, who helped me out with a little bit of soccer last year. And Coach Richardson as well um, do a phenomenal job. Very thankful for my new assistant coaches, uh, Coach Scholar Walker and then uh, Coach Preston Washburn. Um, and then last couple um, real quick is is uh, <laughs> a student lent me some AirPods that I did not use. So appreciate her. Um, Pete Rowe is our IT guy um, here in Cattle Mills and does a wonderful job. He gave me really solid advice before my interview here. So thankful for that. Um, gosh, sorry, I'm almost done. Uh, well, I'm not sorry, but I am almost done. Um Jerry Winfrey um, has done some photography for us the last few years. He's even coming out now. His son doesn't even coach here anymore. He's going to come out tomorrow and take some photos for us. So we appreciate him. Um, and then lastly, and I probably should have started with this, but a massive thank you to my wife, uh, Marissa Kimsey. Um, she Smart is amazing. Um, and and I, I could not, I'm, I'll cry just thinking about, I could not do life without her and extremely appreciative of her. Um, uh, thankful for our beautiful daughter, Dara. And then um, we've got um, another baby on the way that's due in July. And so it's very exciting. We joke around as little CJ Clinton Jr. I think it's going to be a boy, but thankfully we you know just, we're looking forward to, you know, a healthy, healthy, happy baby. So, um, and then just a big shout out to you, coach. Um, we just thank you so much for having us on. Um, like I said, I know it was, Coach Campbell was saying it's a lot, but a lot of those people are the same people on his side too. Um, and then, and then I even shoot, I even shoot. One I forgot to mention is even Mr. Jason Wallen, principal at Quinlan Ford High School, where I started my coaching career at, in Texas. He believed in me from there and gave me that opportunity. And then I switched over to Cattle Mills, and he and I are still, you know, on good terms. And and still, he wants the best for me. And so it's just, man, there's so many good people in this area, and I think that's why. Um, I think ultimately your podcast is going to end up being so successful and continue to be so successful is because you're getting a chance to talk to these coaches in different areas that get to showcase their program, talk about their kids, talk about these people. And that ultimately is going to lead to the growth of the beautiful game in Texas. And we are beyond blessed to, to coach it and to be a part of it. And that's, I mean, that's really what it's about. So, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how I follow that, but I will attempt to. So that was exceptionally well said, but uh, no, I think you're absolutely right, coach. I think that <clears throat> one of the things I immediately picked up on just in our correspondence over the couple of days is just the, and then through social media, of course, is the vibe, certain communities you can just kind of tell there's a great vibe and everyone is all in, all in with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And just oh, yeah. the support and the great, you know, great vibe. And, and, and as I was mentioning to you all, mentioning to you all when we we're in the green room before we actually start went live is that's one of the things that I really love about just, you know, and obviously 4A is as low as we go in soccer in in this state. But that's one of the things and just in general, same thing with, you know, whether it's high school football, but in this case, soccer is our sport. Why I love covering, you know, these these communities, being able to talk, meet these coaches and and just so you know that it's it's not just 6a it's not just 5a but even at your level and if you're a coach maybe you're a new coach or you don't see you know you can't see it right now in terms of the success or it's like is what i'm is what i'm doing making a difference at my school when i'm in you know the 4a classification and maybe 
you know, maybe we've been struggling to get out of the cellar within our district, right? It's just keep, keep faith, keep grinding and know that and take some pride in being part of this, you know, being, being part of, you know, this profession, right? Our craft in terms of growing the game and, uh, and being, you know, being a soccer coach, being a, a high school soccer coach, a Texas high school soccer coach. I think that's the big, one of the big reasons why we continue to push and grow that hashtag, right? Of TXHSSOC for Texas high school soccer. Um, and, and really that's the genesis of the podcast is to unify, you know, the, 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 the state, to unify the coaches, the student athletes to take pride in the coaches to take pride in, uh, in terms of what we're trying to do here. So, um, and as I mentioned in my last podcast with, uh, or last episode with coach Upton is that we're not, you know, soccer's here, soccer's not going anywhere. And, you know, we can have our piece of the pie too. And I think we're here to say that we want a bigger, a bigger piece of the pie. Right. So, um, so yeah, so thank you for what you all are doing. You know, great shout out to, to all of, you know, your entire community, you know, that Fox's community, Cattle Mills community, because I think we appreciate your support of the podcast as well. And we really appreciate you all being on here. And, uh, you know, for my, my final thoughts really quick, going to make this one quick is everyone's getting ready to launch with scrimmages starting, uh, you know, in less than 48 hours, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, so wishing everyone the absolute best of luck again, stay healthy. Don't, (laughs) don't get too high on if you have some early, early scrimmage season success, right. And don't get too low either. If it doesn't go your way, it's the whole point of why they're called scrimmages. Right. And, and we said that main thing is, Hey, first come out healthy and then take, take the good and reflect on the, reflect on the, on the bad. And then you just come right back to work. Uh, so yeah, so wishing all of our programs, you know, 4A, 5A, 6A on both, both sides of the house, wishing all of you, uh, much success, staying healthy as we start getting ready for the holiday, you know, the upcoming holiday season as well. Uh, making sure that everyone is of, you know, healthy mind, body, and spirit through the holidays as well. And then that we see everybody returning to their campuses uh, after the holidays in January. So, cause I know it can be a tough time sometimes for, for some people. Right. So, right, yeah. um, but we appreciate you. Uh, final, any final plugs? Where can we find more information on your programs before we go? Oh yeah. Um, so we've got, uh, we're on, uh, Twitter is a big one for our district. Um, I know we're on Facebook as well. Um, you know, Catamills, all that stuff, but, um, uh, the Twitter for the boys soccer team is going to be at CMHS Fox soccer. It's all lowercase, all one word CMHS Fox, the animal soccer. Um, and then our girl side is really simple. It is the exact same handle instead of Fox. It is lady. So it is at CMHS lady soccer. Um, and then we have, um, an awesome athletics program as well. Um, our, our whole athletics program is at Fox unleash. Um, so F O X U N L E A S H. And then we have the at CM lady foxes. Um, and then lastly is at cattle mills high school. Um, that's going to be Twitter. And then we do a lot of stuff on, on Facebook and that kind of stuff too. But I mean, man, we've got about five or six other social media handles we could give you, but it's just, yeah. it's just being part of the cattle mills community. And so as you kind of get invested and you um, start to follow one, you end up following 12 or 15 because there's just a lot of community support. So we just appreciate it and have appreciated the opportunity to be on the, on the podcast. Obviously. Absolutely. I love that motto. I love that, 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 uh, that handle of Fox Unleash. I love that. That's pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, So, and uh, so that's going to do it for this episode again, coaches. Thank you for being here. Uh, 
thank you very much to our listeners, to our supporters. As we always say, you know, we're uh, never too, never too big, always humble, always try to remain humble, grateful mm-hmm. for you all. You're the reason why we do it. Uh, being listened to now and for the life of me, no idea how it happened, but always grateful for it. Being listened to now in 41 countries, uh, you know, eclipsing what we expected in terms of down goals for downloads as well. So thank you. Uh, cont- remember, continue to like, rate, subscribe, go, go on YouTube and subscribe. And for the note, hit that bell, sign up for notifications for future episodes. And again, you can find us on social media on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod. You can also find us on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. And then you can also find us on YouTube. You can go on. It's uh, the 50 underscore 50 podcast or just, you know, just look that up. You'll find us there. And we are also now on uh, now on Twitch as well. So and the last thing, last plug I, I kind of need to make, tell you about our partners at uh, at Gipper. Uh, they're they're doing phenomenal things uh, on the on the social media side as for and um, you know we partnered up with them with graphics about six months ago and it's everything that we do is pretty much exclusively working through them so we appreciate that and Gipper you know Gipper is the way that schools athletic departments ads and coaches create world class marketing content join over twenty five hundred coaches and ads that use Gipper and create high quality visual branded graphics for your program the best part anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience. And uh, they now have launched their mobile, their mobile app, their cell phone app, which is phenomenal. So um, listeners of the 5050 podcast, you can receive 10% off any first time Gipper purchase. That's, that's an annual purchase, right? You can get 10% off of that. All you got to do is visit gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. Again, that's gipper.com slash partner slash 5050. So, coaches that's going to do it thank you again for your time for our listeners you're the reason why we do it thank you so much and until the next time keep downloading and keep listening all right thanks thanks Thanks, for listening to the 5050 podcast powered by college promoters usa help us continue to grow by liking rating and subscribing on all major podcast platforms and don't forget to follow us on twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.